Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. You are on uh, Saturday Magazine Joy 94.9 with Macca and uh, Queer Supremo, Todd Fernando. Uh, that's going to be your title from now on. Yeah, look, put it on the business card. Let's go. We need that in Latin. Did you do any Latin? <laughs> we need it we in Latin. We, we have a guest waiting, Macca. Well, uh, how about you introduce our next guest? Um, the in, in, incomparable um, Catherine Rickwood, who's been an ageing advocate for many, many years now. No, an advocate for the ageing, not an ageing advocate. advocate. Oh, this is true. But a slip of words. Um, <laughs> who's here to talk to us today about um, a new view on ageing. Catherine, welcome to SAPMAG. Thank you very much, Todd. I'm delighted to be here. And, Macra, I'm going to claim both. I am an ageing advocate as well as an advocate of ageing. Okay, I'll, I'll, that's absolutely fine. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, Catherine, tell us, um, how are we ageing here in Australia? What's, uh, what, are the, what are the views of people who are getting older? Is this, is, and and what, what, what is it that you advocate for? So my, what I advocate for is to embrace ageing as something positive. Mm. We individually and collectively have many assumptions around what it is to become older and what we do and don't do, what we can and can't do, and there are a bunch of stereotypes associated with that. I actually um, had the good fortune of seeing um, Alan Cumming in his, um, cabaret show mm. um, last night uh, and actually he was talking about ageing and his comment was in um, during his show was that we all need to stop worshipping at the altar of youth <gasps> and I think that's a great comment. Now for, for our young people listening what does that mean for them? <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm really delighted you've raised that because often ageing is considered something that's about old people. And when we're younger, we're here for a good time, not necessarily a long time. Mm. So really, who cares about becoming older? Um, and my, um, what I advocate as part of the conversation on ageing is that because we live such long lives, mm. we have the opportunity to reinvent life from the time we leave school. Yeah. Having a gap year does not need to be something that is only done when we're 18 and finished year 12 or when we've finished our university degree. It's something that we could potentially be doing at different stages of our lives. We don't this. need to just think mm. educate, work, retire. That does not need to be our life plan. That can get chucked out the window and we can think, educate, work, gap year, maybe I'll do some um, more education, um, then I'll ha do some more work. And, you know, it's about mixing life up mm. and doing things differently, being curious about the assumptions that we hold about how we must live. Because, you know... 
my father used to say you shouldn't throw off at old people because it's a privilege that may be denied you. Mm. You know, being old. I mean, we spend about 20 to 25% of our lives getting ready for our work life, depending on what that looks like. And then, you know, we spend the next 40 or 50% of our life doing that work. Then the last 25% of our life, we spend not working and in retirement. And it's that section that, you know, people tend to be, you know, as a society, we tend not to value that last 25% of of someone's life in terms of them them aging. How do we how do we age better? I mean, I'm of an age that, you know, I'm in that last 25%, hopefully it's 30%. But how do we how do we age better and how do we you know, I look at younger folk and they have a very different perspective on life to me and a different set of expectations. They don't think about what it's like to be old. I might want to reminisce well, about what it's like to be young, but I think I think young people these days are, are, are thinking about it in a variety of ways, particularly with climate change and this idea that that they're going to be fighting this fight for the rest of their life. So they are thinking about aging in a, in a completely mm. nuanced way, and and perhaps um, uh, Catherine, it's a, it's a different way of thinking for for other generations. I mean, I certainly don't feel the age that I feel, and and I love this call to action that you're doing about um, you know encouraging further education and further experiences in life as you continue to age. I mean, I would love to see a Kentucky tour style set up organisation for those who. Who are um, who are older than others? I mean, your general Kentucky tour is, cuts off at thirty-five. I think it is. Um, maybe we need a Kentucky tour from thirty-five to sixty-five. Catherine, thoughts? Look, potentially, and I guess Mackie, your comment about how do we age um, better and how do we age well? Do we need to save up those last 25, 30 years? to being, you know, to, you know, after 50, after 55 or 60. Part of what I suggest in this reimagining how we live life is to take some of those years that we may allocate to, well, these are, they're the years that I'm going to relax, I'm going to have more leisure, and spread them throughout our life. Mm. Because it's not mm. uncommon for people to hit 60 or 65 and say, yay, retirement, and get to the other side of it and discover that the grass is not as green as they envisaged and have all sorts of challenges in being in this retirement phase. We know in terms of being able to age well, research has shown that having purpose and meaning throughout our life is crucial. We must have a reason to get up in the morning and that often is associated with work. Now, there's no question that as we become older, we might want to work differently. We might only want to work part-time. One of the things that I suggested in my TEDx talk a number of years ago was that we have intergenerational job sharing, that we could share a role with someone younger and someone older could be doing a shared role then the younger person decides that they want to go off on a holiday for three or six months and the older person says, sure, I can do the job for full time for the mm. next three to six months and then they swap it around. So it's not only thinking about how do we 
do that last part of our life well. The question is to ourselves, do we want to leave all our leisure time Mm. for the last 20 or 30 years of life? The other reality is that for many people, they funding 20 or 30 years of leisure is how we perceive retirement isn't financially possible. Mm. So there's a need to work longer as well. So it's just reimagining that whole landscape of educate, work, retire, and um, yeah, and doing doing things differently, checking out the old models. Yeah, I, look, I, I find this fascinating, and the two, and uh, the recent Guardian article in which. Um, you know, reimagining um, life differently for those over 60 that called for um, some really interesting insights, particularly out of the 2021 report by the Australian Human Rights Commission, what's age got to do with it, a snapshot of age and ageism across the Australian lifespan. I think this gets to the heart of it, is this notion that that we are an evolving culture currently that are mm. thinking about age, aging in a different sense. And certainly when I look back to my grandparents and even, my, I mean, my mum's in her mid-60s now and and is ready ready to just relax. And I'm like ready to, you know, I'm, I'm obviously half her age, but it's, it is a reimagining that I think is occurring. Um, do you think we're talking about it enough though, Catherine? Um, look, I certainly think that with the conversation around age and aging is becoming more prevalent, which is great to see. And there are more um, people talking about the need to challenge the stereotypes and the assumptions that we have about age. There is more work to be done, certainly, in how we reimagine life. Mm. There are social norms and structures and expectations about what we should, a word I'm um, averse to, should or shouldn't be doing at a particular time in our lives. Mm. And there's, um, as a result of that, it inhibits not only our own thinking about what we believe is possible for ourselves, it inhibits what others believe to be true for people older than them mm. and therefore to change the structures. And, and- um, you know, if I think about work, for example, if we're in the workplace today and we're in a position to employ people, mm. Are we including people 50, 55, 60 and above Mm. in the potential candidate pool for filling a role? Are we thinking about intergenerational job sharing? Mm. And this is the role and potential for younger people um, in today. And I think there's there's also opportunities for learning environments to really consider this this reimagining. Uh, I remember when I was at university, um, you know, and there was a mature age student who was always one out in in in, in the class. Um, and maybe it is it is time for learning environments to really reimagine what what the classroom looks like, particularly for bringing in perspectives of of different generations and and cultures and and you know other mm. creeds. And so I think I think this call, Catherine, that you're doing is is timely and and spot on. Mm. Well, the other part of that is um, reimagining what we want to do with our lives. Do we want to be doing what we've always done? Well, for many people, yes. the reason they're busting to get to retirement is because they're not necessarily enjoying what they're doing and they're exhausted. 
Whereas I've spoken with people who um, have thought, well, what do I want to do now? And it may be forced through redundancy. And I think, well, actually, what I'd like to do is teach. And so they go back to university, they become a teacher, and, you know, there fills a um, talent pool where there's shortages in teaching, whether that's primary school or high school or at TAFE or elsewhere. So it's also reimagining what we want to do with our careers and not having a one-track thought process around what we do, when we do it, and how we're going to get there. And, you know, I, I would encourage you, Todd, mm. have you given any thought to what you would like your non-working life potentially to look like? Yeah, I'm done at 50. So, 50 is my 50. As soon as I hit 50, I'm, I'm done. As so soon I'm, I'm working to, to retire at 50 so I can – I've been to 77 countries and I yeah. want to visit every single one by the time that I die yeah. and I know that I've got to save enough money between now and 50 for that to – that's what occurred. But it's not just money. That's You can't do things without it. But you've also got to think about, what do I actually want to be doing? Mm. And from the moment I started work, I was thinking about what I wanted my life to look like, what I wanted my life to look like when I wasn't mm. working. And I think if more younger folk did that, they might actually understand older people a little bit better. And older people would actually be able to have much better discussions with younger people in terms of what their life is now. And, you know, I say this to my nieces and stuff, have you thought about what's going to happen in 30 years, 40 years? I did when I was your age. Uh, you need to give, well, it, some, I think that's give a, it some thought. Well, I think that, um, you've raised a really important um, point there, Maka, and it's about how do I want to live my life at any age and what do I want to offer the world? Mm. And it's remaining curious and asking those questions, really important questions at any age and any stage. You know, I've uh, said to my children, you know, when they were um, finishing high school, you know, you don't need to rush to university. No. You can take some time. You can go and work. And, you know, I know there are uh, younger people taking time out and not necessarily going to university until, you know, their mid to late 20s. Um, I certainly didn't do the, you know, I, I took a number of years off before I went back to university. Yeah. Um and I know older people that have gone back and done degrees later in life and increasingly, um, you know, more doing PhDs because they're interested in the specific aspect of whatever it might be. Yeah. So I, I do think they're really important questions. How do I want to live? What do I want yeah. to offer the world? And how do I do that beyond the educate, work, retire yeah. model? Unfortunately, Catherine, we're out of time. I want to thank you uh you know, for having this chat today, it was really interesting. Um, I think people do need to think about this a bit more and think about sharing different parts of what they're doing in their lives with with others. Um, and remember, you know, when you're old, you think about being young. When you're young, you don't often think about being old. So people need well, to get David Bowie said, David Bowie said, ageing is an extraordinary process where you become the person you always should have been. Yes. Mm. Um, what a lovely note to end on. Catherine, thank you thank so you. much. You are on Saturday. Okay, thanks.
Cheers. You are on Saturday Magazine, Joy 94.9. Maka and Todd, when we come... This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.